Welcome to Fans of the Forge. I'm Chris. To my left, we have... You have Sean. And on my right, we have... Teresa. And today's episode is our wrap-up for Season 5, Episode 19, Wind and Fire Wheels. Our contestants for this episode were Tony, who had nine years of part-time experience, Chuck with ten years of part-time experience, Rebel with four years of full-time experience. Quick note on Rebel... He is the son of director Robert Rodriguez. Ooh. Interesting little factoid there. Has absolutely no bearing on this competition whatsoever, but it was just interesting. And last contestant was Steve with three years of part-time experience. So before we go any farther, our picks were pretty varied for this episode. Teresa picked Tony to win it, and she chose Rebel as her underdog. I picked Chuck to win it. And I picked Steve as my underdog. Sean picked Rebel to win it. And Chuck is his underdog. So they're all over the place. Yeah, we covered them. We covered everybody. Everybody got chosen for something. And so, (laughs) round one. The contestants had to combine two or more steals from a bike slash bike rack to make a Damascus blade. And they did not have any Damascus canisters... In the shop at all. Right. Did you have something you wanted to say about that, Sean? Well, uh, somewhat. So my first thought was, okay, no canisters. All right. No problem. They got the the bike frame tubes. They'll just use that. Right. Well, uh, you know, a minute in, you know, I think a couple of guys are like, or someone, maybe one of the judges, the the tubes are kind of small in order to, to try to make and use those as a can. Yep. Okay, fine. So, uh, Tony and Chuck go for the bike rack, and they're going to hack that apart and use that for canisters. And I'm like, and then they show them hacking this thing apart. Well, gee whiz, guys. Guess what? This bike rack is made out of square tube steel that is basically the same size as a freaking canister. <laughs> go figure. It's not one of those cheesy galvanized bike racks that you would see at, like, parked outside of a, a bike shop or a school or wherever, mm-hmm. or it's not one of those giant wavy tube bike racks <laughs> you see nowadays. So It was one they, of the beefiest bike racks Yeah, I've this ever thing seen. was monster. It was it was crazy. They knew what they were doing. <laughs> it was like, get out of here. They, they weren't doing anything by – all they were doing was, cu- uh, you know, cutting time off from these guys just going to the, the rack and grabbing a canister. They yeah. just had to hack through a couple pieces. Right. So, cool. anyway, yeah. So, <laughs> good job. Good job. So, there's comments that 15% of the bikes were hardenable steel, and they highlighted the chain, the sprockets, the seat spring. Those were the likely components that should be used for this challenge. So, as we go through it, the first round here, Tony, he had a hole in his canister, and you could tell by these sparks flying everywhere when he put it into his forge. And he cut off the end of his, welded on a new one, and not long after that, he started showing signs, the the signs of exhaustion and being heated. He, he The medic made him sit down, and the medic wanted to pull him because his blood pressure was very high. Right. And they gave him five minutes, let him calm down, and... Lo and behold, the blood pressure dropped back down to normal range. Well, all this time, his canister is still in the forge. Right. 
and I believe Jay Nielsen was like, his grain structure has got to be huge right now. <laughs> so that was going to be interesting to see if that billet that was like, in there is going to be usable. It was like an oh no moment, like dun dun dun. Oh no, his his billet's going to be shit. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. <laughs> it made it work. Yeah. Um, Steve, he, um, you know, he used his bearings and I believe he had chain, chain as well. Yeah. They all took the chain. They, like all, they took, all just went right, right for the chain. They each had a bike. They each had a chain. And then they all like kind of did something different for the second metal. Yeah. So Steve used the bearings. The judges had made a comment. Oh, those bearings are going to be greasy. He better clean them off. Well, he didn't clean them off. He threw them in there. And lo and behold, he realized, oh, no, I just left grease all over these things. There's no way they're going right. to forge now. So he had to dump it out and, and clean them off and then put everything back together before he could even start his, his forging of that um, canister Damascus. Well, he gave up on the bearings. Yeah. Oh, he gave up on the bearings altogether. Yeah, you're right. Moved on to axle steel. And so he, he forged that billet, brought it out opened it up, and there was lots of cracks. It just did not look good. And so he had to start over with a minimal amount of time, and he quenched his with less than a minute left on the clock. And, you know, the judges were like, just get it in there, just leave it in the oil and let it quench and cool down and just get it in. And then Chuck and Rebel, they both left the canister on their Damascus and just ground down the area where they needed to have the hardened, sharpened, sharpened area of the blade. Um, except Chuck grounded off at the end. It's like it was their plan. Both of them had the plan of leaving the canister on, and then towards the end, Chuck was like, meh, grind it off. He ground the whole thing off? I believe so. Okay. So, I don't, I'm, I'm going to input okay. on Sean. I've, I've watched this episode. Let's three just say times. he ground that. Sh- he ground it off. He ground it off. <laughs> yeah. I've watched this like three times. I still can't quite remember what happened at that spot. But anyway, for the judging, Tony's was well aligned. There was concern over the brittle grain structure due to being in the forge for so long, um, and he had inconsistent hardness when they did the hardness test using a file. Some of it was hard. Some of it kind of grabbed when they ran the file over it rebel he he got the best critique out of all of them i think he had some uh notches on his spine and not the best hardness but overall a good design and um seemed to get the best looking blade out of all of them in that the amount of time that they had and his things were like fixable yeah his was fixable and then chuck uh the tang and his blade were slightly out of alignment he had a warp in his blade as well, and, but he did have a hard blade at least. And then Steve had an S-shaped warp, and it was not properly hardened, so the combination of those things led to Steve getting the boot. And that meant my underdog pick was out the window right away. Gone. Gone. All right. Round two. Round two. So, handle round. Okay. Uh, no special thing here. Um, Tony, he uh, heated his spine to draw out the hardness. Um, and did he have this keep the edge in, in some water while he did that? Yeah. Yeah, he was the one that. So that's kind of cool, you know, watching him 
do that. Um, he decided to use Corby bolts and uh, made some weird sci-fi, no- sci-fi noises coming from the grinder. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Like, it was kind of weird how he yeah. was grinding it. and It was... Because it, it was like uneven going into the second round. So he was trying to make it even. And then it was just like It was like something about the way the grinder was running was hitting like the the frequency, the pitch frequency of his metal so that it was vibrating oh. and yeah. causing that sound. But it was it just, interesting. It was a cool yeah. sound. Yeah. Um, Rebel, he, uh, he was going for a framed handle, which I don't think I've seen on the show before. But there might be reasons why. Yeah. He, it, I, I can't, I don't know. It, it just, it looked difficult to do. I don't know if it was really necessary. Um, he ended up with some gaps in the front and all, not all of his pins went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we moved to Chuck, who was using Micarta, and he was leaving it kind of large on purpose. Um, but he did not address the Tang issue. Um, he just kind of put it together and wanted to turn something in. He wanted to make sure he had something to turn in. So we moved to the judging. We moved to strength test. And for this... Uh, Jay Nielsen was going to menacingly <laughs> strike a bike frame 10 times with each blade, chop the frame. That was a brutal test. It was. Like, that's one of the harder tests that they've had, they've done on some of these blades before. Like, yeah. And you can tell how much power Jay Nielsen has in those arms. Yeah, man, every... Every strike is an oomph coming out of him. Oh, yeah. And, and there's, and a, could, there's a dent. You can see how he just he started on the left and just went boom, boom, like all yeah, the way yeah. down so that he could make 10 dents. Didn't they do like a weird like camera slowdown for some of yeah. these shots? Yeah, they did. It was very it was, different. And they would like slow it down and then bring it back to normal as he drew back and then slow it down again. Yeah, they would kind of alternate. So they do it sometimes early, sometimes later. I, I don't know if they're trying to... Change it up. Go for the effect of something bad might happen. Because it seemed like when they're going to slow it down, he's coming down, you're going to think, oh, shit, the blade's going to break. It doesn't. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. no blade's broke, but it was kind of some dramatic effect with the uh, Here's what I think. Editing. Here's what I think. Okay. There was other spots where they did that, too. In fact, one of the spots was during round two where Rebel was like, went to go get something and then was running back and they slowed him down running and then at the very end it was sped back up to normal <laughs> and I was like what the hell is going on here and then I thought about it and maybe this didn't maybe didn't have any bearing on the episode altogether but I feel like somebody in that editing department was like oh Robert Rodriguez is a as a director, maybe I can oh. show off some of my my editing skills, <laughs> sweet editing skills, my sweet editing skills by adjusting the 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 time and the speed and duration of some of these shots, slowing it down, and then really getting back into it, speeding it up, and really showing off my chops. That's my guess. That's my guess. I, you know, there's. I'm trying to think of like an action film where they do with some slow mo shots and then like go back to full speed. I can't place it. I don't know if it was like John Wick or something like that, but I, I don't know. I feel like I've seen something like that before. Whether yeah. or not it was a Robert Rodriguez movie, I don't know. I I don't know about that. But anyway. anyway. Either you got a new editor or some, a new program and you want to try it out. Yeah. Or they're trying to impress <laughs> Or maybe guy. they just have video problems like I have on every freaking turn when I'm trying to put <laughs> anyway. these videos together. Moving forward. So uh, Tony got several roles and had some pieces missing from the test. Uh, Rebel had a, a 
good comfy handle and he did a good job. Uh, Chuck had some minor chipping, some rolls, and some handle issues with his his blade kind of turned just based on the handle kind of construction and form. Yep. Uh, moved to sharpness test, which is which was a an inner tube slice where they had like I think three or four kind of mm-hmm. hanging mm-hmm. stretched out. And uh, we had some good Doug cam in this. Well, uh, Doug was performing, performing the test. Performing the test, yes. They just had some nice, again, slow-mo shots of Doug just go, and just slicing it open. I and think it, it was yes. after Chuck's. It was just, he was so satisfied. <laughs> yeah, just big smile on his face. There wasn't much to these tests, you know, at least to this test. That was just, an easy. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Tony, we'll cut. Rebel, we'll cut. Chuck, we'll cut. Although Chuck's his handle is fit better in Doug's hand sideways than it did, you know, normal. But anyway, they all they all made it. But uh Tony got cut because his blade has sustained the most damage during the strength test. Yep. So move on to round three. With the wind and fire wheels. So these um, originated in China over 500 years ago. They were multifunction, one foot in diameter, had short wrapped grip, um, protruding blades, and was wielded by the god Niza, used for blocking, thrusting, and slashing. So that's the whole background. And then we've got some specifications that they had to do um, three large recurve blades, four smaller curved blades, and a guard. Um, at the home forges, day one, Rebel spent doing design. His forge wasn't big enough to fit this one-foot diameter wheel in, so he decided to do the um, the whole thing in pieces. And he had just enough material to eke out all the pieces that he needed, which on day two, as he's forging the blades, he drops one of those pieces in the water. Ooh. Well, because he was trained in the traditional, I believe, Japanese style of forging, he said, mm-hmm. where it uses water quench steel. So mm-hmm. he had a water bucket just sitting right below the forge, probably for one of his normal water quenching uh, projects that he'd be working on. And unfortunately, he dropped it right yeah. into there. And then day four was spent um, quenching and tempering the remaining eight pieces. He had to complete the whole second wheel and then rivet all of those pieces together. That was his plan for making the wheels out of all these different pieces. Um, and then they go on to show Chuck's progress. He had 22 pieces that he was planning on welding together. So he was making the rings and then welding those curves, the, the protruding blades, onto it. Mm-hmm. And he had no power tools. So he had to do all of this by hand. He was going back and forth between hammering with his right and his left just to try to get it done in the most efficient way possible. Um, Day three was when he was doing his heat treat, and he had to modify his forge to accommodate those wheels. Uh, During the grinding on that day, he broke off a a piece, you know, one of his protruding blades. And that should have been... I mean, it probably had to be for him, like warning signs just flying up right away. Because if it wasn't even staying on with just the grinding, mm-hmm. never mind the final test that they have to do with this thing. Well, he said something to the effect of, if I can just get these blades to the judges, that'll be a win for me. <laughs> yeah, um, and then day five, he was going to do some grinding and a little more grinding and then possibly some more grinding. Yep. It was a grinding party. Um, As opposed to some <laughs> other kinds of grinding parties Ooh. out there, I suppose. 
<laughs> so they get, doesn't know about those. <laughs> <laughs> they go back to the forge um, for the judging, starting with the kill test, where they had a uh, pig carcass with the blocking, thrusting, slashing, punching, effectively. Um, Rebels was sturdy but heavy. Um, Chucks broke a piece off, but it was not a critical... You know, critical yeah, fail. So yeah. they kept going with it, with the punching and the slashing and the stabbing. Um, during the strength test, which was on a bamboo wushu dummy that to me looked a lot like a cactus. Mm-hmm. Um, Rebels again was heavy, but performed really well. It was a brilliant construction, according to Dave Baker. And Chuck broke another piece off. So then they stopped it. There was a vote of no confidence on Chuck's wind and fire wheels, and so he got the boot. I think that's bullshit. Yeah, I don't know that they had to stop it there. I feel like they probably could. they had. Didn't they have one more test to go? Yeah, they they did have one more. But test. But if it broke a thing off in the first test and in the second All test, right. well, in the first test they show, um, you know, it going into that dummy and then it's being pulled to the side and oh, you know, of course it's gonna break off in, in my eyes. I mean, yeah, it could be stronger, but. It was in there and then ter- twisted. twisted. So like so, it sheared off. Right. Okay, so they let it pass because it wasn't a critical failure of the entire weapon. And Doug made mention, they're supposed to break off. It's okay. So, you know, and then if another one breaks off. Um, Maybe it was just the speed in which it happened that Dave Baker didn't feel safe using it. I think that was more the issue. I mean, I mean, even the way was that, done at that point. The way that David broke off the other one was that he had shoved, stabbed it down in, and then bent it to like pull it out. And again, it was that twisting, yeah. bending force is what caused it to snap there. Now, unfortunately, I mean, I, it's hard to say. I mean, it was still broke, but I feel like they still could have finished the test with what they and had. And I was, you know, and if he makes, if Doug made a point, well, they're supposed to, it's okay if they break off. Maybe not they're supposed to, but if they do, it's okay because you have these other blades on there. Then I would say, you know, at least go on to the third test. But yeah. this is what they did. And Rebel 1, I'm not going to discount anything. I'm not going to discount Rebel's weapons construction. It was very I thought it was smart. great. It was, you know. Yeah. He couldn't forge those things as one piece. Like, his forge wasn't big enough to do that. And he did take the time in the beginning. They they showed him. He was calculating everything he had to do, all the pieces. He had to make that design. He had to map it out. You know, he had to map it out. And things, certain things had to overlap a certain way. Mm -hmm. He had to have the longer blades in one part, you know, shorter in another. And so, like, he, you know, I got to commend him on that for for sure. That that was awesome, you know. to, to do that, plan it out, execute it perfectly, you know, and yeah, it was a little heavy, but it survived, no problem. So, yeah. you know, kudos to Rebel. Mm-hmm. And so that means some people got some points here, as much as I hate to say it. Because it wasn't you. Because it wasn't me. Sean got a point for picking Rebel as his pick, and Teresa picked Rebel as his her underdog. She got two points. So that leads us to the point roundup as of this episode. Teresa has 20 points. I am sitting at 16 points. And Sean is climbing up, catching up on me a little bit more. He's got 12 points. Yeah. And look out. 
<laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's coming down to the wire here because we still I can't imagine there's that many more season uh, episodes, episodes left to this season and we did decide we think that the the final winner here will get some free beers courtesy of the other two notice how I did this because I have a bad feeling it's going <laughs> to be us um, when we do tally it up at the end here so that's the episode All right. thanks everybody for watching Remember to check out and like and subscribe some to our videos on YouTube and we're on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all of our social media. And be sure to you know check us out there and keep an eye out for more content. Some new stuff coming soon. And that's it. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Doug Cam. No Doug Cam. Why not? Doug Cam.